0: Hello, and welcome to another light reading innovator video. This is a video series, a sponsored video series, where we talk to some of the people, tech uh, companies, and uh, we talk about the technologies and the trends that are moving the industry forward. Um, joining me today from Sandvine is uh, Samir Mawaha. And uh, Samir and I have discussed uh, uh, internet trends on a couple of occasions. Um, and uh, Samir, welcome. Thank you, Phil. It's good to be back talking to you again. Yeah, good. Good to be speaking to you as well. Um, one of the things that uh, you know I think we've talked about in the past has been you know the trends that uh, Sandvine sees from its position in the marketplace of uh, being able to uh, you know uh, see a lot of traffic passing through the internet, what types of you know categorizing that traffic into what types, where it's coming from, uh, how long people are connected, how how fast the connections are, that sort of thing. There's, a, there's an awful lot of data that the company uh, ingests through its products and technologies, and I guess the the only logical question to start with is what trends are catching your eye uh, in the market presently.
1: Yeah, so Phil, when we uh, talk about trends, particularly in telco world, uh, everybody typically jumps to five G and cloud, which is important and it's uh, it's table stakes for technology turn, uh, but we see service providers going at their own pace, uh, which is slower than that was initially expected for various reasons. Everybody has their own timeline, their ROI models, and when and if they'll be ready to move their core networks into public cloud. But the the underlying trends that you mentioned, the uh, OTT-based trends, the applications, they continue to drive the telecom growth. And we've talked in our global internet phenomena report in the past that top six OTT providers are now close to 60% of the network traffic. And they already have us as consumers spending average five hours a day on our work applications like this one or health or education or entertainment. And that continues to go up. And we see, if you look at the trends and investments that OTTs are making to improve their content, get their applications Uh, being consumed more, and now if you look at App Store, Apple's App Store, they have 2.1 million apps. Google's uh, Play Store has over 3.5 million apps. So the number of apps is going up. The usage is going up. Uh, We see a lot more investments being done in gaming apps now going forward. They now account for about 22% of the apps uh, in the App Stores combined. There's $135 billion being spent uh, in those two app stores. So the app is really the main dynamic that's driving our entire industry. And we see that you know there's key components missing. Uh, for example, visibility into those apps or the content they drive or the QoE uh, that is delivered by service providers for those apps. And that's where we jump in and uh, help our customers uh, get to that. Uh, While we're talking about trends, the other trend we see is regulators trying to get more engaged Uh, Mm -hmm. as it relates to these OTT apps. We saw an article from Bloomberg uh, a week ago or so where they're saying that the European Commission, EU Commission is asking service providers or is going to be asking service providers to give them the data, which is okay. how much of the traffic is OTT, where exactly is coming from, uh, how much is it costing you? So give us the data so they can make the right decisions uh, as it relates to having OTT pay their fair share to service providers to make the investments in the networks that are needed to carry this traffic. So we see more engagement from uh, regulators and that it c- comes back to service providers need that data, uh, exactly what application, what content within the application, how much bandwidth it's consuming. Uh, so that data is something um, that they need an accurate basis. They need vendor independent. And that's, again, a trend that we intend to capitalize on.
0: Yeah, it is interesting that all the companies that are driving the most traffic are and it's, you know, they're essentially gatekeepers from the software perspective, you know, from a consumer's perspective, you can't really, you know, you're always running a risk if you buy outside of their ecosystem. Um, then they're also gatekeepers on the information perspective. They we're not, you know, as as uh, well, service providers are of course feeling this as well, but even as consumers, we're not exactly sure how often our apps are talking to these companies and how much of our uh data and how much traffic is going over their networks, you have to kind of, uh, you know, dig into your bill a little bit or ask some tough questions to even find that out as a consumer. So I can imagine, you know, that problem writ large, you know, taking into millions of people into account um, that that becomes a a quite an issue, especially um, like you said, with regulators and service providers, both kind of operating a little, a little blindly, uh, you know, from the app perspective.
1: Um, you're absolutely right on um, from a consumer perspective, you know, what we as consumers, um, we have become impatient. What we don't tolerate is if the app is not responsive or mm-hmm. it's, uh, unpredictable, uh, when I'm trying to ask Alexa to turn on lights or, you know, lock my doors or, uh, turn off the TV. And if it's not working, I'm frustrated. And mm-hmm. uh, we see service providers receiving a lot of calls at their customer care centers, um, where customers complaining about their apps, and yeah. they, they need that visibility to start troubleshooting the problem from from app point of view. And you're absolutely right. You know, you you scale that to you know, billions of uh, subscribers, and having that type of uh, uh, traffic going through the networks and having those kind of problems, it has a direct impact on the PL statements of uh, service. Yeah
0: yeah absolutely hey and, and let's let's continue that uh talking about how it affects service providers so obviously we've talked about you know it affects consumers and in, in various and and you know people working in various capacities but um what are some of the uh uh i guess personas you know that, that are affected and some of the people affected inside of service providers and and uh and enterprises?
1: No, a good point. So if you look at the personas within service providers, well, first is executives who are responsible for PL, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the CTOs who really need to, on an ongoing basis, bench their, benchmark their networks uh, against their peers and globally on, again, how much traffic is going through the network? What are the top applications? What's the bandwidth being consumed? And uh, what is the quality of experience uh, my subscribers are receiving. So CTOs are a lot more engaged in terms of determining the network usage and quality because it does impact things like churn and, and their, uh, how much capacity they have to deploy. And when it comes to capacity, we see another persona the planning and engineering teams because when they're planning the network and they have to determine exactly how much capacity to put where, because if you overspend, you, you got a CapEx problem. If you underspend, you got a QoE problem. So what is the right amount uh, of capacity at what uh, location is crucial for them? And that's, again, the data based on app usage and app QoE. And then you got they also need to do what-if analysis. Now we got iPhone 14 coming up. So, okay, mm-hmm. if I deploy these new devices at scale on my network, What is what does it do uh, to the experience of my users, and what does it do to the capacity needed? So new applications, new OTT uh, apps coming on app app stores, new devices being introduced. A lot of these things uh, require a what-if analysis uh, scenario. So that's planning and engineering teams. And the third persona we see getting more and more relevant in service providers is big data teams. I mean, they've been around for a while. Some of them have been part of planning teams, but we see these folks becoming more and more crucial because they're providing the right information to right stakeholders to make those decisions. Uh, that uh, uh, are needed to be made very quickly. So these teams need the right information. The big data teams need not just, hey, what is my uh, inventory and the traditional OSS, um, BSS-based data, but also the app-based data, the app QoEs, so they can uh, provide to the stakeholders for better planning, better operating, better monetization of the networks. And then uh, finally, obviously, operations teams, uh, they, they get uh, in, engaged with the, the customer care layer two, level two team, they were three yeah. teams, and they need to troubleshoot problems, they need to understand what is happening, who is it happening to, when is it happening, where is it happening, and then ultimately, the why, uh, why is it happening. So they really need all five Ws uh, to get to quickly root cause analysis as well as the next best action so they can reduce the mean time to repair. So we see a wide variety of personas being impacted by these uh, trends as it relates to apps and um, the missing piece we see as we talk to these different personas is the app usage and performance, the app
0: QOE. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about app QOE a little bit, Uh, the app quality of experience. Um, What, what has to happen, uh, you know, in that journey? Uh, What, what is, what is, what is, I guess, the journey that this, 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 uh, study of data this particular study of data represent
1: yeah so the the journey the first step obviously is knowing exactly what's going on uh, which is hey, how can I not know know, what is the 60% of the traffic uh, going through my network? Not just what app, uh, is it Netflix or YouTube or whatever, but exactly what content going through those apps. Mm -hmm. Um, The high tonnage apps that we're all familiar with streaming video based apps, that's one thing. And yes, you need to know know, what is the the quality of experience, but also the low latency or high availability apps. Uh, Mm -hmm. I might give you an example of Alexa, but there's many uh, IOT type apps, there's security camera apps, there's uplink traffic, downlink traffic. I have to know what apps are doing and what is the content within those apps doing? For example, these days the like, apps are so complex that single app wouldn't have a video call on, in it, they would have game in it, you would have file transfer under it. So what yeah. content category uh, is that app consuming and what is the quality that my network is providing for those apps to my subscribers? So as I go through the journey, the first step is visibility. and then you can um, optimize that traffic so you can uh, get the maximum out of your networks. And when I say optimization, I'm not talking about traditional uh, uh, traffic management based systems or uh, that can shape or tra- block traffic and things like that. I'm talking about very highly intelligent surgical optimization of heavy usage uh, management or fair usage management. When you have just a few subscribers uh, taking up extreme amount of bandwidth where there is poor QOE being provided to other subscribers, those things truly impact churn. Those things truly impact the experience of suffering users. So how do I uh, do better surgical management of heavy users? How do I provide better QOE to suffering users? How do I manage um, a fair usage? So, those things become so crucial. And you have to come up with the right policies so you can apply those policies and get the QE better for the heavy usage applications. And we see, you know, I, I mentioned 5 million or so total apps, but there's only, you know, top six that are 60% of the traffic. And you add maybe another uh, 100 apps. So, over 100 apps are really what the networks care about out of those apps. And those apps need to be proactively uh, managed. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about is that surgical management of those uh, application QE and the Nirvana, ultimately we all want to get to automation. But once the service providers are comfortable with the policies they can apply, get the visibility, do the optimization, uh, do the right plans, service plans, so you can monetize those uh, policies. And ultimately, you want to get to automation. And that's, uh, we, we tipped uh, into that with our intent-based congestion management, which is automatically managed congestion. Um, but we would see more and more automation-based use cases coming into the market. So that's the journey I see, the visibility, then optimization, then monetization, and ultimately you want to op- automate all, all of these um in, in the networks.
0: Great. Well yeah, I'm, I'm glad you walked us through that because it does help uh to to understand that it's a it's a it's a layered process, it's a multi-step process. And you know the, that optimization doesn't doesn't mean blocking. It means yeah. putting putting the right traffic in the right order depending on what that traffic is and where it's going. And yeah, it is complex. I mean uh, you know healthcare apps you know you can upload files you can upload video you can do two way conversations and they're supposed to be securing you know any written data and any video data you know between you and the provider it's highly complex for a single you know app um and and that's just one you know it's like like you said the the real money spinners for the big tech companies are the ones that are uh, driving those volumes and volumes of videos and it does help to know which one you know what kind of traffic that is and um, and how urgent it is. Um, you know, it is also football season and, uh, I'm doing a lot of streaming as, as is everyone about 90% of the commercials I saw on television, uh, when I was watching the most recent game was, uh, around, um, uh, betting apps and fantasy football apps. And they were all bragging about how they had the fastest, uh, you know, refresh time and, uh, you know, don't get stuck, you know, uh, you know, make your, make your bets, you know, during halftime and that sort of thing. So, you know, even that the, the application providers uh, uh, probably without consulting the networks are, <laughs> are making <laughs> some large promises yeah. and consumers are putting money at risk. Um, uh, so let's get into a little coach speak when it comes to the service providers. How are we going to, uh, you know, change course If how are service providers going to change the course here and convert some of those losses into wins?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So ultimately it comes down to uh, p and Right? How do I uh, get better uh, PL Because the the margins are razor thin for many service providers, and they're having to constantly invest more and more to carry uh, this traffic. So uh, if you approach it from three hundred sixty degrees, everything I can do to make my uh, profitability better. How do I convert these losses into wins? Um, first thing is obviously uh, better um, CapEx deployment, which is, hey, I know I have to carry this traffic, but where exactly uh, is this being consumed? What exactly uh, apps and the content within those apps, as you mentioned in the the football app, there's so many different uh, types of content. How do I plan better um, so I don't just keep throwing money at more and more bandwidth. You can design your network for bandwidth, you can design your network for user experience. And we're promoting the latter, right? So you can improve your q your P&L. The other thing is um, on operation expense side, which is, hey, if uh, uh, Tesla has an outage or Netflix has an outage or the football app has an outage and, and the consumers are calling the service provider customer care center, the first thing is to determine was it my problem or not? And um, one of the the challenges that um, uh, service providers have from their operations team is if they're relying on their routers, as an example, a router port doesn't tell you that Netflix uh, traffic went away, but it was substituted by YouTube traffic. They just see that if the traffic uh, amount is same, then things are running green, and that's usually not the case. So they need that information to determine that is it their problem or application problem. So they don't have to waste too much of their customer care and operation team's time, and they can reduce their OPEX um, in in that scenario. So there's a CAPEX problem, OPEX problem, um, and ultimately they want to able to monetize this traffic, right? So when they are, even in all-you-can-eat-based plans that we have in the US, they're putting some limits that if you go over this uh, amount of traffic we're going to have to manage your um, applications and that's the uh, scenario we're running into where they can actually um, uh, monetize this traffic they're carrying Um, they can run their networks hotter in the sense if their nodes are running at 70% capacity, 60% capacity, because they're they're challenged. If they go much higher, the QOE may suffer. But if they intelligently optimize the networks, they can run it hotter. They can go up to 85% or uh, even 90% in some cases without worrying about poor QoE. So these are the decisions, the CapEx and OpEx decisions and monetization decisions they have to make to convert these losses into wins and get really positive impact on their PNL.
0: Excellent. Well, uh thanks so much for uh, uh Samir for uh giving us an overview of what's going on in the market, how the trends are affecting service providers, um, quality of experience, uh you know the, the the importance of app quality experience and how it, you know, weaves its way through the service provider <laughs> ecosystem. And uh and also some, you know, thanks for those uh, uh valuable recommendations. I think our uh, listeners and viewers will uh, we'll really appreciate that. Um, uh, Samir is the uh, Chief Solutions Officer at Sandvine, and uh, please do, if you if you have a moment, check out Sandvine's uh, Global Internet Phenomena Report. Uh, download the latest one; you can get a preview or get get a glimpse of some of that uh, granular data we were talking about. Uh, Samir, thanks again for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you, Phil. It's great to be here.